Let us pray. Grant, O Lord, that because we have met together here today, life may grow greater for those who have lost faith in it, simpler for those who are confused by it, more secure for those who would escape it, happier for those who may be tasting the bitterness of it, safer for those who are feeling the peril of it, more friendly for those who are feeling the loneliness of it, and holier for all to whom life may have lost its dignity, its beauty, and its meaning. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Are you a curious person? No? No one? Yeah? You curious people? Yeah? What sort of things are you curious about? You can shout it out. Everything. I like this. Okay, I like this. Okay. Mm-hmm. One of the Lenten practices that I've had in my life was a Lenten practice of curiosity. And every single day, I had to, like, intentionally be curious about something. I learned a lot about bumblebees. Did you know that... Um, like, from a physics perspective, they're not, they should not be able to fly. Yeah. I learned a lot about the human eye. And I'll just tell you this right now. The human eye is amazing. And if you've ever had any question about whether or not God was real, Google the human eye. Because I'm going to tell you this. There's no way that just happened by chance. God made it. I like to think that I'm a curious person. And most of the time, I'm pretty successful at being curious. I pretty regularly say that the moment I stop being curious is the moment I want to die. I really only want to live a curious life. There's not a lot of, like, delight in certainty, right? But in curiosity, in curiosity, you get just, like, surprised. It's not always good surprise, but still you get surprised. And when we live a curious life, we get to experience a particular kind of freedom. And it's the freedom that comes from the phrase, I don't know. I don't know. Now, most of us, um, either those of us who are retired, you know, so we either have been paid at one point in time or are currently being paid to be an expert in something, or at the very least to be certain in something, right? 
You are paid to be certain in hairstyling and coloring. And trust me, I am someone who really wants my stylist to like be certain about what they're doing. I am paid to be certain, right? Well, jokes on you. There is so much that I am not certain about. Especially, especially when it comes to God. Now, I'm certain about the important things, like you are loved by God. It is with fear and trembling that you were made. I am certain that there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. I am certain in the divinity and the humanity of Jesus Christ, that he is the Son of God, and that with God and the Holy Spirit, this triune God of ours loves us and is with us and desires us. But, you know, outside of that, it's a big, muddled gray. And I like it like that. Because curiosity allows for us to know God and to be known by God in ways that certainty never allows. When we meet God with curiosity, we can be flawed. And this is good news for us because that's basically all we are. We can be who we are in any given moment with God when we are curious. We can be broken. We can be happy. We can be angry or scared. We can be really confused. We can even be filled with doubt and questioning. What a beautiful gift curiosity is. And curiosity is exactly what led Nicodemus to be in a room with Jesus. It wasn't certainty. If anyone had reason or right to be certain, it would have been Nicodemus. A Pharisee, a member of the Sanhedrin, cream of the crop. But curiosity opened the door for Nicodemus to encounter Christ. Did you hear in the gospel 
Did you hear in the gospel what happened to Nicodemus in his encounter with Jesus? Did Nicodemus leave that encounter with certainty? Nope. He left with more questions. He left with more confusion. Or to put it another way, he left more curious. This is the third chapter of John's Gospel. And Nicodemus appears two more times in John's Gospel. In chapter 7 and in the very end of John's Gospel. At the very end of John's Gospel, where does Nicodemus find himself? Holding the dead body of Christ. And placing him in a tomb. Curiosity doesn't provide quick answers or easy answers. But curiosity brings to us knowing, which isn't this, this kind of knowing, it is a this kind of knowing. In John 3.16, Jesus says that God so loved the world that God gave his only son and that those that believe would have eternal life. In the 17th chapter of John's Gospel, do you know what eternal life is defined as? Knowing God. Knowing God. Beloveds, be curious. Certainty is too boring for us Episcopalians. But curiosity? Questioning, wondering, dreaming, hoping, wrestling, struggling. The dark nights, those are ours to meet God and to know God.